1: Hey y'all. Welcome back to Wine Therapy. This is the second part of a two-part episode on the best and worst of 2020. So if you want to hear us talk about the best, go back into your feed and listen to the previous episode. But for the next hour, we'll be getting into the worst of what happened in this awful year called 2020. All right, let's get into the episode. So now that I'm sufficiently buzzed off this wine, we will <laughs> move swiftly into the worst of 2020. All of it. Right, yeah. The entire fucking year just throw out the whole shit. Put it in the fucking garbage disposal. Yeah, I
0: 2020 was truly the only other year I can think of that was equally or even as close to as disappointing was 2016. 2016 was trash, but 2020 was...
1: What a dumpster fire. Okay, so let me, yeah, let me go ahead and pour another glass of wine on this. Yes. Oh, girl.
0: <laughs> you drinking out of that Game of Thrones goblet?
1: Fucking seriously. So. Where should we begin? So let's start with the most serious stuff that happened in 2020, which, Which? so let's start with, we lost some very important people in 2020. I mean, a, t- a ton, but some of the bigger ones were Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was obviously on the Supreme Court, and she was, I believe, the first woman on the United States Supreme Court. Was it her or was it Sandra Day O'Connor? I think it was her.
0: It was her, and she's the reason why women were able to open credit cards without a man.
1: And there's a great documentary about her called RBG, and I think there's a movie also starring Felicity Jones called The Something of Sex. I forget, Hold on, let me see.
0: On the Basis of Sex?
1: On the Basis of Sex, yeah. That is also about her, and she was obviously a trailblazing woman. I mean, I was just like, we're all, ever since... Trump got into office everyone's been like oh my god please like protect Ruth Bader Ginsburg if she needs a kidney like somebody give her a kidney if she needs a fucking like whatever she needs just like protect her because obviously we knew that once she stepped down from the court or once she passed that it would give the republicans another seat on the supreme court which of course unfortunately it actually did with fucking Amy Coney Barrett or whatever the hell her name is Mac and cheese, fucking bitch. And but I mean, she was just like an incredible woman, and I I loved watching the videos of her like working out. Like they showed oh my the God, videos yes. of her with her trainer and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> she's like 107 years old, and she's like more active and in better shape than I am. This is a little scary. Yeah,
0: I couldn't do as many reps as RBG.
1: <laughs> she's killing it. But what's so annoying is she put in like her last wishes that her successor be named by the next president, yeah. meaning whoever won the 2020 election. And of yeah. course, Mitch McConnell and the Republicans didn't give a shit and went forward with nominating this Handmaid's tail woman anyway. But so she was one of the big losses. John Lewis, obviously, who for those of you who don't know much about him, please look him up. He there was a documentary about him called Good Trouble that came out last year. He was a one of the right wing, I mean right wing, Jesus, one of the right, right hand <laughs> One of the right-hand men to Martin Luther King, he was a huge presence in the civil rights movement. If you've ever seen the the Ava DuVernay movie, Selma, about Martin Luther King, he's played in that movie by, by Stephen James. And he had, like, he was been arrested. He had, like, his skull cracked open by the police, hitting him with a baton when he was doing the march on Selma. And then he later became a congressman representing Georgia and had been in, in Congress since up until his death. And he was just like a really, the, the fact that he was able to remain as much of like a positive, just like uplifting guy as he has been all his life, despite everything that he's been through is just inspiring. And it was one of those things where it was like, I wish, cause I forget exactly which month he died. I, I want to say it was over the summer, but it, I just, it was so, It was bittersweet when Biden won, because I was like, damn, I wish he could have held on just a little bit longer to see that he was going out with Trump getting out of fucking office, because I just feel terrible, both him and and RBG. It's like, fuck, they have to die, like, with Trump being the fucking president?
0: They saw it. They just saw it from the other side. He died July 17th of 2020. What I thought was more heartbreaking, though, I mean, it was awful when he passed. But when I found out it was from pancreatic cancer, from what I hear, that's for men, that is absolutely one of the worst, most gruesome, difficult to have cancers. So I was just like, oh, God, not, not pancreatic. I mean, no cancer is good news, obviously. But I've heard that the the complications and the issues that come up with pancreatic cancer are significant so that broke my heart even more I was like yeah but
1: yeah and if you're looking for a pick me up google him dancing to happy by Pharrell which I think sh- there's like a clip yep. of it. I mean there's a number of clips of him doing it but like when they he when he went to campaign for Stacey Abrams there's like a great clip of him like partying and dancing with everybody in the audience to that song and uh, I love it's it it's just like yeah and then of course there's the, an, another huge loss of somebody who was certainly way too young to go which was Chadwick Boseman he I forget what type of cancer oh it was colon cancer yes yeah and So he died of colon cancer, which nobody knew that he had. He was hiding it for, I don't know exactly how long, but by the time we found out about it, it was already stage four. So, well, actually, no. We we wait. Did we find out before he died, or did we just did he just die suddenly and we didn't even know?
0: I found out after he died that he had cancer. I never knew
1: prior to. Okay, yeah. I don't think I don't think anyone knew. I think it was like a complete shock when he died, and we didn't even know that he was sick. But I felt. Bad because if you recall there was like he was doing a skype interview or an instagram live or something like a, a year or two ago and he was super like gaunt and thin in the video Aww. and there was like a screenshot that was going around where everybody was making fun of him because of how he looked oh and my god yeah and there were like all these memes and everything else and people were like, Maybe it's for a role in a movie or what blah blah blah. Which now in hindsight is probably that he was on he was doing chemotherapy, but he had kept this from everyone and was still working and making all these movies. And nobody knew. I mean, I'm sure his immediate family did, but somehow he managed to keep it secret from the business and the the press. And it's just really sad because it's one of those things where, because I started looking into this after he passed and colon cancer is becoming a lot more common, especially Mm. in men, especially in black men, and especially in Younger people, and I'm sure a lot of it is diet related and just you know, just generally health related. But there, I believe, right now as it stands, most insurance companies don't really cover prevent any pre- preventative care for colon cancer unless you're over a certain age. I forget what that age is, but it's at the youngest forty, maybe like. 45 or something like that. But it's becoming so much more common colon cancer in younger men who are in their 30s and 20s that it's really something people need to start paying attention to. And people need to encourage their family members to get screened because this is the shit where it's like, once you're in, once you're, if you catch it too late, it's, you're fucked. And it's so awful because it's something that can, that's preventable and treatable if you catch it early, but you have to get screened because colon cancer is not one of those things that people generally, I mean, even I, what I think when I, I was only like 23 or 24, when my doctor first started like screening me for pro like, like screening for prostate cancer. But I've, never had a doctor say you should get a colonoscopy or anything like that.
0: Well, we're all supposed to get them when we hit 50, but yeah, i that's the only like preventative, proactive exam I really know of, is doing the colonoscopy. It's supposed to be standard at 50, but that's a, a long time to let things develop.
1: Right, and see, so Chadwick was... I mean, he looked a lot younger than he actually was, but he was... 43 when he died. So he, and I forget, I, I don't know exactly how long he was battling cancer.
0: From 2016, it says he was diagnosed.
1: Okay. So that would have, so he would have been in, basically in his mid thirties when he developed it. And so, I mean, nobody, that people don't think of colon cancer as something you can get when you're in your thirties. And so it's probably not even something he ever thought to get screened for until it was too late. But he, obviously it's sad, he was part of the Marvel Universe and he, people are trying to figure out what's going to happen with Black Panther. They've said they're not going to, they're not going to recast it. I don't know how exactly they, how they plan to handle it. I'm sure the fanboys have all kinds of theories of what they're going to do. But he, the last performance he did was this movie, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which if you haven't seen it, I mean, the movie is not gonna necessarily be up everybody's alley. I mean, it's very much a, it feels like you're watching a play, but his performance in it in particular, I mean, everyone's great, but Chadwick Boseman in particular, like he is just so incredible in that movie. And so if you wanna see his last work, that movie is, I believe it's a Netflix original. You can watch it on there. Viola Davis is in it and a bunch of other people. But it's just sad. It's sad when you lose such a talented actor at such a young age. and He
0: clearly had so much more to show us. It's heartbreaking.
1: So, but I mean, what a filmography. I mean, for somebody who's only 43 years old, I mean, he played Ray Charles. He played Thurgood Marshall. He played Jackie Robinson. I mean, he was, like, the go-to guy for, like, <laughs> biopics. But he just has... Even for somebody who is gone at the age of 43, he left, like, such an incredible filmography behind. Yeah. But moving on to some lighter stuff that happened in 2020 that sucked. The So there were a lot of wildfires in... Well, not that wildfires are lighter than... <laughs> <laughs> not that wildfires are light, but... It's a little, it's a bit less grim of a topic than somebody dying at the age of 43. But there were wildfires both on the West Coast in the U.S. and I believe in Australia as well. Do you want to just talk about that a little bit?
0: Well, I remember hearing, just seeing all the news coming out about the devastation in Australia and how thousands of acres of land are just being completely eviscerated by this wildfire. But the one nice bit of news, this is why I wanted it on the worst list because it's horrible how much damage happened in Australia. But the silver lining nice story that came out after was the woman who raised over a million dollars for relief for Australia through her OnlyFans, where she said, if you send me a receipt of you donating money to this charity, I will send you whatever thing that you want. And she raised over a million dollars. And he tweeted like, well, the guy I have a crush on is mad at me. My parents aren't taking my phone calls, but fuck it, save the koalas. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Jesus. But yeah, so but they were they were really bad in Australia. And then in the West Coast, I believe that there was in Washington State, Oregon, California, and then even came down towards like some of the inland parts of Nevada on the California border. I just remember seeing, like, Reddit posts of people going out to their cars in the morning and everything's just covered in ash. I don't think... I'm trying to remember exactly how much they said it was in, on the West Coast. Let me check. I had it written down and then I lost my... Yeah, great series of major wildfires. August, thunderstorms ignited numerous wildfires across California, Oregon, and Washington, followed in early September by additional ignitions. Ignitions? Ignitions across the West Coast. Yeah, it was very... I don't know how I would handle seeing a wildfire coming at me. I think I would just think... Remember that movie, Dante's Peak? Like, I think I would just revert back to that in my brain and then cry and shit my pants and then probably pass out. So yeah, 90 large wildfires, millions of acres across those three states. Multiple people missing, 10 people died in Oregon. Yeah, the it's very, if you look at the photos that they have in relation to the wildfires, it, it's very like post-apocalyptic looking, like the weird color of the sky the wildfires, the photos look very post-apocalyptic, the weird color in the sky and all these damaged, dilapidated buildings.
1: Okay, now you saw
0: I mean, it was a massive amount of damage done all over the West Coast and in Australia, and it was very sad watching people lose their homes and loved ones and all that. So, yeah, that was definitely a very hard thing to watch in 2020.
1: Yeah. And what, I mean, I don't know very much about the ecosystem of California, but what is the I mean, I know, obviously, climate change has a large role in it. But what's the reason that these wildfires keep happening?
0: It's it started with the severe thunderstorms. So lightning striking a dry ass tree in the middle of a massive forest, and then it just Bing, bang, boom, it just spreads just like that. When the conditions are dry enough in California, those thunderstorms and lightning strikes, hold on. So the ones that started in August of 2020 we were all started in relation to lightning strikes. Yeah, that's everything that I'm looking at right now is talking about it being either lightning strikes during a thunderstorm, record-breaking heat waves. I did read a thing about there was a gender reveal that was done in California that started- Oh,
1: yeah, Jesus Christ.
0: But yeah, so that's what I got as far as causes. I, don't, I also don't understand gender reveals, so if anyone wants to explain the point to me, it just seems like such a weird- Thing. I don't get it
1: it's just another fucking excuse to like milk some attention because you popped out a baby
0: but that's so, like you're literally having a party about a child's genitals has anyone presented it like that it just seems weird to me I don't like why have a just have her it's look over
1: it's just excuse to have a party mm.
0: there's better reasons to have a party than a gender reveal
1: but yes. Yeah, so, yeah but then they don't get to be the center of it they don't what they don't get to be the center of it. Yeah, gross. Yeah. It's any. like everybody look at me, look at me, give me attention because I'm having a baby. Does that
0: mean I can have a cat reveal party? But I want, <laughs> I don't want the attention. I want the cat and the bar to have the
1: attention. I, I don't want it. I don't think cats like a kind of attention. <laughs> Depends on the cat, I guess.
0: But yeah, so that's all I fuck had are all these in relation. In my house? What happened?
1: No, I was saying the cat's gonna kind of, sit so there being like, "Who the fuck are all these people in my house? Get the fuck out."
0: Yeah, my cat would be like, "I am spite shitting on the floor, three inches in front of the litter box, later to get you back for this, you bitch."
1: But Jesus, th- then I I think it was this last round of wildfires, although I forget because it happens so often, where yeah. like like Gavin Newsom was like asking Trump for help, and he was basically, basic, he basically was saying Gavin Newsom needed to like essentially beg and and like stroke his ego in order for that for him to give California any federal relief Ew It's like how did people elect a sociopath and how are they okay with it I don't understand
0: Well I will see after the Capitol riot the one really true accurate thing that Donald Trump said was I could shoot someone in the middle of the street and i wouldn't lose any voters and after seeing how people still support him after the Capitol riot and during his second impeachment he i totally believe that's correct yeah there's a weird faction of people that have unwavering loyalty to him and i do not understand it and it's gross
1: yeah so moving on to some other worst stuff that happened in 2020 so We know that there was a lot of racial unrest that happened. We know there was a lot of racial unrest that happened last summer, particularly surrounding a couple of high-profile events like Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And we went into uh, a lot of detail on those, on the particulars of those cases in our first episode. So if you want to hear us talk much, more about that. You can go back and listen to that in our feed. But I think it's interesting to just look back at that time period and see what, if anything's changed since then. It was only six months ago, basically. I forget exactly when the George Floyd stuff happened. I think it was in June. And it seemed like we had this moment as a country where I mean, the support for like racial justice and Black Lives Matter was had never been higher than it was in those weeks following. And then it seemed like everything just dissipated away. I mean, people put those fucking black squares up in their profiles and shit. And everybody was all jumping on the bandwagon of diversity and hire black people and support black businesses and this and that and this and that. And... I just saw something yesterday, somebody posted on Twitter, I forget who it was, but she was saying how so many Black writers were in her DMs saying that after the protests, they were quote-unquote hired as freelancers by all these publications to write for them. And then now, six months later, they've all been, they've not been hired or they've been let go from those publications. So... It's like racial justice and and Black Lives Mattering is a fad to most people, it seems. And for some people, they simply I think part of the issue is the com and I'm gonna piss a lot of people off by saying this, but I don't give a fuck. the The conversation that happened on the left in those months following, I think, was not. Helpful, and what I mean by that is, the Democrats in Congress came up with their plan, and they rightfully named it after George Floyd to try to use the energy surrounding that those protests to finally get real criminal justice reform passed. So there's some fucking accountability for police and the justice system in this country, and everything that was in the Democrats' bill every, like, individual point of reform, when you poll those issues, the majority of Americans support, including white Americans. But the issue is, you have all of these people who co-opted, when I say people, I mean white people, who co-opted the movement to no longer be about police reform or criminal justice reform, but now is about abolishing the police or defunding the police. And so when you have Susie Homemaker in her fucking cul-de-sac in Wisteria Lane, or wherever the fuck she lives, and (laughs) you're saying to her, do you think a police officer should be able to shoot an unarmed person? She says, no. Do you think it's fair that a Black person and a white person who are both charged for marijuana one gets community service and the next the other gets 10 years in prison is that fair and she says no then when you suddenly talk about well now we want to just get rid of the police altogether now suddenly you've lost people and so you have these two kind of competing factions of people who Actually, literally wanted to defund the police, slash abolish the police, which is what they actually tried doing in San Francisco. Look it up, Google it. It didn't go well for Black people. But what you had on the other side was people who were saying, no, we don't actually literally mean defund the police. We're saying take some money out of the police budget and put it into social services and mental health services and social workers, so that when somebody calls because their brother is having a mental health episode, it's somebody who's trained in dealing with people who have mental health issues, as opposed to a police showing up with a gun, who's just trained to deal with dangerous people. And so those people, they had a reasonable reasonable ask, but when you say to these white women in the suburbs, the words defund the police, it doesn't matter what is underneath that, all they hear is when I call 911, the police aren't going to show up. And their conversation ends there. So I think, unfortunately, that had a negative effect on the momentum that was behind criminal justice reform at that time and quite frankly i think it had a lot to do with why democrats didn't win as big as they could have in the 2020 elections in terms of the senate races and the house races because the republicans went crazy with telling everybody that democrats wanted to defund the police yeah so Hopefully, I mean, now that we have the Senate and the House and the White House, hopefully we can finally get this George Floyd Act passed and make some serious changes and reforms. But we'll see. Well, and the
0: well, one, and the thing, one is thing is that the, the Louisville, Louisville Metro Police, Police Department, Department, which is for Breonna Taylor, Taylor, they stated they in May um, um, that all, all sworn officers, officers here on out, out you're wearing, wearing body, body cameras, cameras and, and you have to you turn have it on. Five minutes prior to serving to any warrant and no knock warrants, warrants are immediately and indefinitely suspended. suspended. So that was, that was a plus, plus that we got. And the I know that the police chief had um retired after pretty much getting dragged nationally for how that whole department handled the Brown and Taylor incident. But
1: yeah. And let's not forget that the black Republican attorney general in the Kentucky declined. Well, he didn't decline to bring charges. He hid behind, oh, I took it to a grand jury and they didn't indict the officers. And then we find out later, because remember, grand jury testimony is sealed. So we, -hmm. we, the public, don't know what's said in a grand jury proceeding. Mm
0: -hmm. But it came
1: out after that there were a couple of jurors who came forward and said, wait, we were not given the right information. And he also didn't even give us the option of charging the officers with X, Y, and Z. So it was completely, he basically completely lied about what happened in the grand jury. So yeah, exactly. So, and apparently that attorney general is like an acolyte of Mitch McConnell, which Jesus Ew. Christ. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Like, can you imagine, like, I just can't imagine you're a black, per- first I can't even imagine being a black Republican in general. But a black Republican who is literally a protege of Mitch McConnell, like I would just kill myself. <laughs> but so, so that happened in 2020. That leads us into talking about Kyle Rittenhouse who the saga with this dude is still ongoing. Essentially what happened with Kyle is, I believe he's from Wisconsin or is he from, he he's from Wisconsin and he traveled to Illinois or he's from Illinois and he traveled to Wisconsin. I forget which. Let's see, Kyle Rittenhouse, what the fuck? Kyle Rittenhouse.
0: He's from, he's from Illinois. Illinois.
1: Okay, so he, was, he went to Kenosha, Wisconsin after I believe the Jacob Blake situation happened
0: mm-hmm.
1: and because there were protests surrounding that. And it was a whole big mess because as per usual, there were Black Lives Matter protests and the police, whenever Black people are protesting anything, seem to have all the smoke and bring out the fucking riot gear and shit and tanks and, and napalm and cannons and everything else. And so Kyle, along with a bunch of other people and groups, traveled his chubby little ass over to Kenosha from Wisconsin. How he got there, his mother drove him, and with an arsenal of weapons to basically be a vigilante and, quote, unquote, help the police protect themselves from protesters. And he got hooked up with a couple of other people there who were there for the same reasons. And ultimately, he shot several people, two of which died. Another, I don't know what their status is, but I know I don't know if they recovered from their injuries fully, but I know that they were injured. And so he was charged with murder. And I honestly, I don't know how his mother hasn't been charged as some kind of accomplice. Maybe they'll charge her after he's convicted or if he's convicted, who knows. But I mean, you know that your son is bringing an arsenal of weapons across state lines to a protest so i'm not sure how you can not be aware of what exactly you're participating in but yeah this is like a shit little kid who is was palling around with white supremacists and still is by the way he i believe the judge set like a two million dollar bond for him which yeah, yeah. you know People assumed like $2 million, no house, he's not gonna be able to come up with that. Well, he was because he crowdfunded it. And two people in particular, Ricky Schroeder, and yes, that Ricky Schroeder, Silver Spoons Ricky Schroeder, he came up with, I believe, like $200,000 of it. And and there was somebody else who was a wealthy person who donated as well. So, or sorry, no, between the two of them, they were able to come up with the $200,000. So so he's out. He was able to get out and somehow there's no condition of his release as far as like ankle monitoring or anything like that. So he is he murdered two people and he is basically free as a bird. And I just I find it so disturbing how many supporters he has. It's really quite scary. I mean, it, There
0: was something I saw, if you think it was yesterday, that there was footage of him like hanging out in a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had three beers in 90 minutes and then got the hell out of there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's not old enough to drink. So yep. <laughs> how he... I mean, I don't know what the... Maybe there are spe- other specific conditions of his release aside from... I know that they're supposed to tell them. He's supposed to tell the court where they where he's living, which is a whole other thing because apparently, as of like two weeks ago, the prosecutors didn't know where he was because they went to his house. Hello, I'm listening. Oh, money. There's an echo because my AirPod died. Oh, Uh-oh. I just switched to the other one. Okay, so yeah, but so wasn't the police, it that
0: he gave a fake address in court?
1: Well, not exactly. He they went to his house, which is where it is. It was in fact where he had been living. But the person who was there was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a renter here, and I've been living here for six months or however long it was. And mm. they're like, wait, what? And the person who's leasing it did not even know that it was Kyle Rittenhouse's past address. Jesus. So so I don't know exactly what the circumstances are surrounding how they moved in or anything, but they didn't even know that they were staying at Kyle Rittenhouse's former apartment. But so the prosecutors reached out to Kyle's lawyer to say like, where the fuck is your client? Because per the conditions of his release, he's required to let us know where he is. And the lawyer said, well, he's been getting threats of violence, so we're not comfortable giving you his new address unless you agree to keep the address sealed and not publicized. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. It's no, that's not something that's allowed. And so they're like, well, then we're not giving you the address. So this is somebody who's murdered two people who at this point could be in fucking Uzbekistan and people have no idea. So,
0: his mom's minivan won't make it to Uzbekistan.
1: <laughs> but so people were like, Well, y'all need to fucking check Ricky Schroeder's house because this dude we need to find out where the fuck this dude is. So like a week and a half went by after that happened, where the prosecutor said, Okay, well, we're issuing a new warrant for his arrest, and we're also Asking to increase his bond by another like two hundred thousand dollars or something like that, and so the the court set a hearing to hear the prosecution's case about rearresting him and stuff, and Kyle was on the Zoom for the hearing with his lawyer, and this fucking judge, not only did not only refused to reissue a a, a warrant for arrest, but agreed to the defense's ask of not publicizing the address and keeping it sealed and just said, no, it, it, it's fine that he's, we're not raising his bond. We're not doing anything. It's fine that he's ghosted the court and so be it.
0: So here's what really needs to happen. John Green and Body Movin, <laughs> let's call them up and they will be able to track his last down.
1: They probably will.
0: Oh, I'm not joking at all. Like, how do we contact them? Do they have a website that says for professional inquiries, email me here?
1: (laughs) Body Movement has a site, but I think it's just like donate to me helping animals or something. But uh, yeah, so that's Kyle Rittenhouse. At this point, honestly, I think like they need to investigate this fucking judge because I wouldn't doubt if he has ties to white supremacist groups or something, because this just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense that somebody who's murdered two people and has ties to extremist groups, that they are allowed to ghost the court and there's no consequences for that. I, I don't understand, I don't understand. So it doesn't make any sense unless this judge is like carrying water for these groups.
0: Yeah, I feel like um, ghosting the court would be something like, oh, well, it's just unpaid parking tickets, Your Honor, but, like, this is a murder? (laughs) We're talking murder here? Like, really? Yeah,
1: like, there's a fucking murder on the loose. And clearly, with all the money that he was able to raise, this is somebody who could flee if they wanted to. So uh, it just completely blows my mind. So... That's Kyle Rittenhouse. There's, we also have murder hornets down here. I don't even, I didn't even pay attention to the murder hornet story. I don't even remember what it was all about.
0: I literally feel like during peak of my quarantine, just seeing an article that said that now there's murder hornets that have been discovered in the United States, and I think my thought was like, Geez. okay, so clearly, God, can you just flush the toilet? Now it's very clear that you want us <laughs> gone, like Jesus. But yeah, I kind of, I feel like oh my I God, God there's a Discovery a Plus.
1: Week. There's a Discovery Plus documentary about it. Oh. Called Attack okay. of the Murder Hornets. And now I feel well, like I need
0: to watch. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Discovery only puts out like absolutely incredible programming. So I'll definitely watch it. But I feel like I heard about them every day for like a week and then it just completely disappeared.
1: Yeah. yeah. But so well. what? Okay, so. I'm have to watch see. that. I'm trying to see. Because are they something that's like been around for a while and they just for some reason had a big like, surge in 2020. Like, I don't get why it became this big story.
0: I thought it was that they... they they're So originally, and I might be wrong, but what I thought that it was is that the murder hornets, quote-unquote, are like, they're actually from, like, an Asian country. And we all of a sudden just had them here in the United States. They're like these massive hornets that are primarily in Asia. And they apparently kill... All honeybees. That's all I really remember. And got it. Got it. Okay.
1: Yeah. It says here that they're primarily in Japan and South Korea. And so somehow they, in April of 2020, showed up in the state of Washington.
0: Yeah. Someone, as they were bringing over the Rona, brought a murder. But they're uh, huge. They're like, I remember seeing pictures of like people having them on their like palm and being like, holy shit, that's like your entire hand. Like, they're yeah. or like your entire palm. They're very large.
1: So it says if they become established, it is claimed that hornets could decimate bee populations in the US and establish such a deep presence that all hope for eradication could be lost. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad we only really like heard about them for a week.
1: Right. I feel like this could this is going to be some like B-level, like, sci-fi channel movie on the level of, like, Sharknado about the murder hornets.
0: No, I want to see a straight-to-DVD film produced by Randall Emmett from Vanderpump Rules, just piece-of-shit <laughs> horror movie on murder hornets. Lala getting stung 45 times and complaining now how she won't have honey for her tea. Like, I would watch the shit
1: out of that. <laughs> but why are they called murder hornets? I
0: think it's because they can completely eradic- eradicate the honeybee population. Like they attack
1: bees. I mean, bees. I know bees are super important to the environment and to our ecosystem, but I don't know. I just assumed that in order for it to be that big of a news story, they would have to be murdering people.
0: <laughs> I mean, okay. Bees have just like that. Just doesn't
1: chat. seem that dramatic of a st- story. Like. I mean, that shit was everywhere.
0: Well, I think 2020 was the year of the fucked up headline, to be honest. So hearing something yeah. called the murder hornet. Okay, so this says that the sting to people is excruciating. So let's scroll down and see. Okay, well, that's probably why. It expands on that. Ooh. So apparently they have the nickname of murder hornets because it's... The pain that's associated to them is similar to being like stabbed, like with a <laughs> mortal wound of being stabbed with a knife. And it talks about all the different, oh, I don't know what that just was. It's an aggressive group attack, which can expose victims to doses of toxic venom equivalent to that of a venomous snake. A series of stings can be fatal. So if you could get hit by enough of them at once, yeah, sounds like- It literally can kill you. You just have to get hit by enough. So that's why they're called murder hornets. Aggressive group attacks. And with enough stings, it'll
1: kill you. Yeah, I was seeing... I was looking at something that said it... Wait, let me... So it just said, how bad is the sting? And it said one full sting from one murder hornet would have a 50% chance of killing a large sized rodent yeah and it says seven times the pain of a bee sting
0: i honestly don't think i've ever been stung by a
1: bee so i i've never been technically stung by one but i did step on one once and it was extremely painful Mm like i think it some maybe somebody had swatted it or something so it was on the sidewalk and i was barefoot so i stepped on it and it hurt it hurt really bad yeah so yeah seven times that pain i can imagine especially if you're being swarmed like yeah
0: yeah fuck up fuck all that (laughs)
1: 2020 is wild So, yeah, I want to check out that Discovery Plus documentary because, see, again, I have to subscribe to another fucking streaming service bit. (laughs) So our last topic for the worst of 2020 is the biggest one, which is COVID. Yeah.
0: Wouldn't it be nice if we could refer to that in the past tense? Like we weren't still dealing with (laughs) COVID every day?
1: Jesus. I think that, I think we talked about COVID literally on our very first episode, and that was in July. And we were talking about, even then, how we had expected by then <laughs> for it to be.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just, I... Oh, my God. So at this point, I literally, I just plan on just, I'm going to be in quarantine forever. Like, there's, there's just no point. <laughs> like
1: I'm okay with that, to be honest.
0: Yeah, but I really miss our trips. Well,
1: except for the sex part.
0: <laughs> I really miss our trips when we would go, like, fuck around New Orleans and L.A. and Vegas and, like, and going on cruises and stuff. But now, honestly, I don't know how much I'll be able to enjoy things like that anymore because I'm just going to be like, oh, my God, that slot machine is a Petri dish. <laughs> like, oh, my God, how many people are in this cruise ship dining room? Like there are so many things that have been yeah but we'll be fine
1: we'll be fine once we get vaccinated
0: and the drink package you're right and the drink package Um, but even just like (laughs) the smallest things that I've been like I'll watch something like a movie or a TV show and the amount of times I just say to myself like can't do that anymore not in the time of COVID like even watching someone like literally blow out birthday candles I'm like that shit's never gonna happen again or even like meeting someone new like The going in to give a handshake and then immediately recoiling like it's it's just it's weird it's really weird times and I'm so sick of COVID
1: I'm having yeah I have like the same kind of involuntary reactions when I watch stuff and I'm like I see what really triggers me is seeing people talk like really close to each other's faces yes and like Just really freaks me out because I'm thinking my brain is like trained to think COVID, and so I'm just like, oh my god, all the respiratory droplets that are being shared right now, and yep, everything that's like coming out of your mouth and uh, your nose and your this, and it's just yeah, all of it. And but I guess my one of one good thing is maybe we can start normalizing not. Touching people that you barely know because, <laughs> like, I mean, quite frankly, I don't like I, a COVID aside, I don't like shaking people's hands or hugging people anyway because it's just like, unless you're my fucking family or like a close friend, I don't really want to touch you and I don't really want you touching me. Yeah. I don't know where your hands have been. Half of your nasty motherfuckers don't even wash your hands when you go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I know because I've heard you leave. <laughs> <fall>. And, <laughs>
0: I know because I saw you.
1: (laughs) Well, there was that woman. I don't remember. I don't know if I ever sent that to you, but there was this white lady. I forget her name, but she was like an MTV journalist who basically posted a story about how she tried to leave the restroom without washing her hands. And a woman that was in the restroom shamed her and was like, you need to wash your hands and she posted the story on twitter as though we were going to side with her but instead everybody dragged her
0: that's beautiful please send me that link i want
1: to read it and then she i think she ended up deleting it but it was like why do people it's like the same thing with the like not washing your legs and feet thing
0: that do i don't understand
1: go on But why do people go online and share their terrible hygiene habits?
0: I don't know. And it makes no sense to me. I literally thought you were trolling me the first time you told me like, no, there's all these people that talk about not washing their legs or feet. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's a thing. And then you flooded me with screenshots. And I was like, what the fuck? How do you just not walk around feeling dirty
1: all the fucking time?
0: I, yeah, I, I can't. I
1: can't. Uh, and now we've graduated beyond not washing legs and feet. Now to... The other thing is, they, then they started admitting that they don't take baths after they swim. So they were saying that if their kids go swimming in the pool or in the lake, that's considered a bath.
0: Oh, no, ma'am. Oh, no, Now you're trolling me. That can't yes. be real.
1: So that was a whole thing a couple of months ago. And then... The most recent thing is not using washcloths or like anything to scrub your body with. So all these people are literally just using their hands to put, I guess they put, they just take the bar of soap and put it up and down their arms. And I I don't
0: see, well here, I can't use washcloths. I use those spongy loofah things because I feel like whenever I use a washcloth, like I don't know towels have a line for using for drying. I like my little spongy loofah. It doesn't, I feel like it distributes my soap better. So like I can understand having a preference over a washcloth, but I still use something to wash my body. No, these are people
1: who don't, they don't use a washcloth. They don't use a loofah. They don't use a scrub brush. They don't use anything. They literally just use soap and their hands to bathe.
0: But I feel like you would, you're not going to, oh my God, I don't get it.
1: Like, don't you get that your body sheds so much dead skin every day and you need to scrub it in order to wash?
0: Well, and how much your body temperature will fluctuate throughout the day, whether you're sweating or shivering and wouldn't. Yeah, I don't understand. None of that makes any sense to me. (laughs) I don't get it.
1: Like, people are just making all these disgusting admissions about, and then there was a whole other thing the other day about how, like, men only wash their sheets once every, like, six months or something. Shut the fuck up. It might have been three months, but it was, but which is not any less disgusting. But it was, and they were saying, like, yeah, if you don't wash your sheets and pillowcases more frequently than that, you literally have more germs and bacteria on your pillow than you do on your toilet seat. Mm, nope. Am I crazy I don't or... think people- I, I think people have a misunderstanding of what makes you quote unquote dirty because some of those people who were saying that they don't wash their legs and feet, they're saying like, why, wait, why would I need to wash my feet? They're inside my shoes all day. Yeah,
0: sweating and, like, and stinking.
1: <laughs> the girl- don't you understand that you sweat your body sweats
0: all the time, which
1: then, and yes, it's, and especially when you sleep Mm -hmm. and bacteria get into the sweat and creates a bad smell, your feet, not only do they sweat, which is why we wear socks in the first place, but you're shedding skin. What don't you get people? You sweat and you shed skin that has to be washed off. It doesn't matter if you were rolling around in the grass or if you were sitting at your desk doing fucking spreadsheets. You need to wash your body. See, But it just, it all, it's just this whole thing. It's like, this is why we, this bitch, this is why we still have COVID Mm -hmm. a year and a half later. Because you motherfuckers refuse to wash. You don't wash your hands. You don't wash your feet. You don't take showers. Talking about fucking, oh, I'm, I wash my hair and when the suds roll down to my feet, that's how I get washed. Oh my God. The
0: fuck. <laughs> that is fucking bitch, horrifying.
1: That's not how soap works. It doesn't work like fucking scrubbing bubbles, whereas as long as it comes in contact with your body, somehow you're washed. No, you have to scrub, bitch.
0: Chris, be careful what you tweet because then you're going to get a whole bunch of replies saying, I just, Grab the, I put a bunch of scrubbing bubbles down my back and ass. Am I good now?
1: <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I'm literally, I I sent, I posted for people a literal product that I purchased from Amazon that, because at first it was all these people saying like, well, I have trouble lifting my feet up in the shower. or This is ableist because I can't bend over and wash my feet. And so that's the reason I don't, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, here is a literal scrubber for your feet that you put at the bottom of your tub. It has a pumice stone at the end of it, so you can rub your foot against that. You put your fucking soap on the scrub brush and just roll your feet back and forth, and that's all you have to do. So you have no motherfucking excuses, bitch. (laughs) Go to my timeline, it's my pinned tweet. You can buy it on Amazon for like 12 bucks, but y'all need to stop making excuses for not fucking washing yourselves, because it's disgusting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I did not hear about the sheet one. I had heard about the legs and feet one, which I was absolutely horrified at, but I did not hear about the sheet one or the pools and swimming one. That is also equally disturbing.
1: Oh, well, did you hear the other latest thing about... Well, it's not exactly latest, but it's been ongoing for some time. But this whole thing about how straight men don't wipe their...
0: Yes, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard of that before.
1: So there was that... Then there have been two different people, two different women, that posted about how their b- boyfriend or husband or whatever doesn't wipe his ass or like oh, god. wash his ass in the shower, and so there's a bad smell in their bed. And the most recent one said that she was actually finding like dried poop crumbs <clears throat> in their. Oh
0: cheeks. my god! I'm gonna hang up on you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what she said
0: oh my god i'm calling the cops this is awful
1: like how do you even stay with somebody like that that's that fucking disgusting
0: and i bet you that dude is like a solid three like right like there's no way that- are
1: women this desperate
0: some are i guess i don't know that no I I cannot.
1: How do you? I would not even be able to have sex with that person because I would be so disgusted by their hygiene that I'm just like, no.
0: It would take one time of that happening, and I don't even care if we're married. I'm moving out. I'm taking the pets. I'm changing my name. I'm leaving you
1: behind. Because even if you're just, like, sucking his dick or something, you would smell that. Oh, my
0: God. Chris, please. I've been so nice today, and I don't need to be punished (laughs) like this. My God.
1: How do you even have a sex life with somebody who's that gross?
0: Open windows and Febreze?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't.
0: That's disgusting. But anyway,
1: but we digress a bit from COVID. Now they, they, so they have a vaccine now, which thankfully due to Biden, they're rolling out. I think he just said that they purchased another like 200 million doses. Yeah. So given the fact that it takes two doses, that's... Vaccines for 100 million people. This shit could not come fast enough. Yes. Because I'm sick of this fucking, I'm just, I'm sick of it all. I'm not sick of working from home. I like that part, but yeah, <laughs> everything else.
0: Working from home and I got to say, wearing a mask
1: to the grocery store.
0: Oh, p- people I know that I don't want to talk to and they have no idea it's me. You wear your mask and some sunglasses. You're fucking in stealth mode. So I love that. I'm going to keep that shit up even after the pandemic
1: ends. Yeah. But it's interesting, as people were saying, you notice how few people are getting like the common cold. Yeah. Now, because at, not only are people social distancing but with everyone wearing a mask, those par- those respiratory particles that would otherwise be spreading the common cold, people aren't getting it. Yeah. So
0: and fewer school shootings. Of- so what I said and fewer school
1: shootings. Right, yeah.
0: Like, I wish... Like, Um, that's not a joke. It's actually our... For This is the longest stretch we've had between school shootings, and it's purely because everyone's home quarantining.
1: Yeah. It's sad. But I'm just thinking of all the times when I would be pissed because my coworkers would come to work sick, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. why are you here? Mm -hmm. I'm not sick. I don't want to get sick. You've selfishly decided to bring your ass to work knowing that you have a cold that you're going to give to the rest of us. And I think going forward, any places that have people come back to the office, it's going to be normalized that people during cold season or flu season or whatever are going to be wearing masks.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I do like Um, that masks now, like it's always been a thing in like in the Asian countries. It's very common, like when they travel or when they're not feeling great they wear a mask. But I, I do like, it's just another way to express your personality. Like, of course, there's the generic like N95s and stuff. But there's all these really different ways you can showcase your personality. Now, like I have one that has, it says Salem Local Witches Union, 1872, I think. And like, and it's cute when I see people out I mean, not that I want to talk to these fucking people, but I'll see people out and I'll see someone with like a Shits Creek mask on or and it's just, oh, that's a cute little way that I can know about you and still not have to fucking talk to you. So I like that part
1: and working yeah. from home. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I... Certainly. I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I think there's going to be some very permanent changes in how a lot of businesses operate going forward because the pandemic has been going on long enough that people are used to working remotely. Yeah. So you know, it's like, I mean, I, at least in my business, I can't tell you how often like people will hold off on like meeting on doing meetings until they're in the same city or they'll, I mean, so many things that were before dependent on geography, yeah, we've normalized doing things remotely to the point that I think it's going to change a lot going forward. And people who, I mean, I think there will be a lot of businesses that do have people who start coming back into the office, but I think it'll normalize maybe you work in the office three days a week and you work from home too or whatever, because people have gotten used to not commuting. And I mean, a lot of people have already started moving out of big cities and further out into the suburbs because they're like, well, shit, now, I can, now that I don't have to commute to work every day, I can live somewhere that costs like $500 less a month than my rent or my mortgage or whatever. So, and I mean, I think Facebook already said, maybe, I forget if it was Facebook or Apple, but one of them said that indefinitely, like going forward, they will allow their employees to decide to work from home if they want. But unfortunately, Thanks to our lovely previous president and the Republican Party, they got rid of all the tax deductions for working from home. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So one of the things that I had mentioned on my feed a couple of weeks ago, because I think Raphael Warnick or somebody put out a tweet saying like, what issue do you think do you want us to tackle in the Congress? And I said, y'all need to do a fucking one-time reimbursement for people's utilities because all these expenses that these businesses otherwise had for their rent and their electric and the toiletries and the break room stuff and their internet and everything else, they've all been shifted to the employees who are working from home, who now have all, you know, their, their electric bill's up, their water is up. People have had to like upgrade their internet and upgrade their routers and shit because they're working from home plus their kids doing Zoom school and they don't have enough bandwidth. So, and we can't write any of this shit off because the Republicans in their last tax bill completely eradicated all of the working from home deductions.
0: What you wanna do isn't necessarily what you're
1: gonna. Yeah, so, so that's COVID. That's actually, we'll come back to that, but so that's our best and worst of 2020. I actually went through almost this almost half of this bottle of wine as I drink slow. I don't know what you were drinking, but truly. Oh, lovely. I have to be. I have
0: to be up for really
1: early for work,
0: <laughs> so I had
1: to take it easy. Bitch, this isn't called seltzer therapy.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll get blackout on our next recording session. I promise. <laughs> Cross my heart, hope
1: to death. But yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We're uh, probably going to split this into a two-part because it was like a two and a half-hour conversation. So we'll do one part best and one part worst. But hopefully, here's to twenty twenty-one being better than twenty twenty. Let's cheers to that. Amen. Everyone, wash your hands, wash your feet, wash your ass, and wear a mask, please. Get your vaccine. If you don't know how or what group you're in, just Google your local health department and I'm sure you'll find all the information you need to get vaccinated. And hopefully, by the time we do our next episode, Nancy and I will both be vaccinated. Yes. And because I'm ready to fucking... uh, I mean, I know you're still supposed to socially distance when you're even after you're vaccinated until you reach herd immunity, we can find some way to travel and not be around a bunch of other people because I really want to like take a trip somewhere because it's quarantine. Yeah, yeah. It's... I miss our trips to fucking, well, New Orleans is a tough place to do when you need to social distance because yeah. it's <laughs> <We> <laughs> trying to walk do... down fucking Bourbon Street and shit.
0: But we could do one of our Mexico um, trips or one of our Canada yeah, trips. Or, like.
1: Yeah, or like Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Really like Hawaii.
0: Yeah, Hawaii was amazing. Yeah, we need to make um, this happen.
1: So, all right, y'all. So, enjoy and uh, see you guys next time.
0: Bye. Okay. Bye.
1: a woohooer! a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll